Uh, hey, everybody, this is John Karna from Scream and Valley of the Boom, and you're listening to the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, Adrian. I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. This week, I had the pleasure of talking to John Karna. He recently starred in Valley of the Boom, which premiered on Nat Geo. The series centers around the 1990s tech boom in Silicon Valley. And uh, he stars with Bradley Whitford, Steve Zahn, Lamorne Morris. You also remember him from MTV's Scream as Noah Foster. We talk about Valley of the Boom, Scream, his acting career, and a few more other fun things about him. Make sure you check out our podcast on our website, www.themccpodcast.com, where you can find all of our latest news and archive episodes, as well as links to our social media and email. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. It was fun talking to John. John, welcome to the cave. Hey, thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, how are you, man? What's new with you? I'm doing well, dude. It's, uh, you know, it's pilot season here in L.A., so me and all my actor friends are just auditioning a ton for a bunch of uh, comedy and, you know, TV pilots and everything like that. It's, uh, it's a crazy time. So, uh, you know, the listeners know you from Scream. You know, I was a fan of that. I watched that on MTV, and now you're on Value of the Boom. <laughs> and we'll talk about yeah. that. We'll yeah. talk about that also, but... uh First, tell, tell the listeners, where are you originally from? Uh, well, I'm originally from Houston, Texas. Uh, I grew up there, and I did a ton of musical theater back in the day when I was uh, around, like, seventh grade. I started doing a bunch of theater. And um, I actually went to college in Oklahoma. I went to OU to major in musical theater. But in between those two years, I got my first film gig, and uh, it was like, man, movies are so dope, and... I decided to quit school and move to L.A. <laughs> there you go. Cool. So it, while you were in Texas, yeah. how was it growing up in Texas? It was cool, man. I mean, um, Houston is a pretty, it's like highways as far as the eye can see. I mean, it was a pretty suburban existence. I, You know, the kids would like, we'd all hang out at the like in the parking lot of the Whataburger all the time. That was like the cool place to hang, <laughs> which yeah. was dope, you know. Um, I went to the same high school as Andrew Luck, which I was pretty oh, stoked wow. about. Yeah, he's uh, it's cool seeing him killing it. He was very talented back in the day as well. So that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. I think I must have held the door open for him for like like three times or something. It was pretty exciting. <laughs> was he uh, was he older than you or younger than you? Yeah, he was a senior when I was a freshman. Okay. And yeah. you know, nicest guy that dude. Is very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Now was he was yeah. he? Uh, uh, po- I assume he was popular in high school playing football. Like, how good was he in high school? Oh, he was great. But the the crazy thing about that dude that we all just laugh about is how smart he is too. I think he went to Stanford and you know majored. He was like an engineer and had a four point and was just like he's just he's a machine. That guy. Yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. But so, it was in my high school. It was awesome. We had like you know football was the big thing, and then also the musical theater kids were weirdly very cool in our yeah. school. At least that's what I tell all of uh, the people I go on dates with, and um, yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, 
it was a fun existence. Yeah. It was cool. And you know, I, I, I don't know if the listeners know this, but uh, high school football is pretty huge in Texas, especially on Friday oh, nights. It's crazy. Yes, yeah, Friday Night Lights, dude. I mean, it really was a pretty huge thing. I mean, even being in the city, like, it's, you know, everybody shows up, everybody from the neighborhood, and, you know, even if you never really went to that school, you would still go see your games, you know. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was cool. And we had some big rivalries and everything, and, you know, you always had a crush on a girl that you would go to the game with, and, yeah. you know. It was, it was very wholesome, I would say. Yeah. Not you, like L.A. It's were, a little different. Were you, were, you yeah. there, were you there every Friday night during the games? You know, I wished I was cooler and saw more of the games. I, you know, I was like a big video game player growing up. <laughs> Me and my friends would just play Super Smash Brothers all the time on Friday nights instead. But, you know, like the homecoming game is always a big one. There's always a few that you like definitely had yeah. to go to, you know. Actually, my next, um, quest- my, next, my next question for you was actually like, what were you into as a kid growing up? Yeah, I mean, you know, it was like a ton of theater. I was really excited about i i really loved movies growing up i i was really kind of like a i was like such a big video game kid and i kind of just was like really into my tv (laughs) that's what happens in houston too i mean during the summer when you would be out playing it's so incredibly hot and humid and awful outside that most of the time kids just would go to each other's homes and just enjoy the ac you know so Uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of that. I learned to juggle in high school, so I was really into juggling at one point. <laughs> How did that <laughs> go with like, the girls? <laughs> you know, uh, great. I, you know, so many girlfriends. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, really, I actually, during uh, PE, which I, I was like one of the weirdos who, who took PE, I... <laughs> I asked my PE teacher if it was cool for me to juggle instead of doing like the team sports that they wanted me to do. Yeah. And this one kid who was so talented at soccer, but I think got kicked off the soccer team because of aggression or something. He saw me juggling on the sidelines of the soccer game that was going on. And he looked me straight in the eyes and it was really impressive, but he just kicked the ball straight at my face. And it was uh, oh, really, geez. I mean, you had to, give it to his aim honestly it was very cool i hope <laughs> I hope he's doing well <laughs> so you, Over there. you mentioned video games what were some of your favorite video games oh you know i mean growing up like i my sister got a nintendo 64 when i was really young so i was doing like all that cool stuff legend <laughs> of zelda super mario brothers i was really into super smash brothers at one point uh you know i guess that's that's still going on it's incredible um god i mean a ton really but i uh it was really it was really just a way to chill with the homies you know yeah it's understandable yeah. so what were some of the movies yeah. that you fell in love with uh, at that age and tv shows dude yeah that's uh that's a good question man i mean my my friends and i were obsessed with like hot rod have you ever seen hot rod yes, with Andy yes. Samberg. yeah that movie, I straight up still think it's the most brilliant movie ever made, but we would watch that like over and over again. You know, Borat was coming out around the time I was in high school, so we all snuck in <laughs> to see Borat, which was really dope. I, my, my friend, I have a, I had a buddy who was super into movies, and him and I would spend weekends sometimes where we would go buy a ticket for a movie at like 10 a.m. and then try to like stick around in the movie theaters and just hop from one theater to another until like you know 11 p.m we ended up seeing like eight movies a day you know it was a crazy time i saw a lot of bad movies that way which was you know very cool yeah well i think we've all yeah. seen bad movies 
Oh, they're the best. Honestly, yeah. bad movies are incredible. You know what is the most incredible good bad movie that has come out recently is Bird Box. Okay. I don't know if you've seen I Bird have Box. Not, I have not watched it yet because everybody's like, there's like mixed reviews. Some people are like, oh my god, it's awesome, yeah. you gotta watch it. And other people are like, no, don't waste <laughs> your time. Honestly, honestly, you should just have, you know, just get a six pack with some buddies. And, and just bird box it out. It is crazy, and it's like not necessarily great, but it's so good. You know, it's yeah. messed up. It's really, oh, wow. yeah. But anything like that, I I'm into. You know, yeah. I, I I became like really obsessed with horror movies when um when I first got on Scream, and then I I just took a deep dive into some crazy horror. So that's become like a pretty big love of mine too. Yeah. So tell us about Scream. Then how did you land that gig? Dude, you know, it was just a, a really cool audition that um, it was honestly it came out of the blue. And when I actually went in for it, you know, there were there were all these other auditions happening around that day. And, you know, I went in, did it and felt like I was like, I don't know. And I didn't hear anything back for about two, three months. And it was kind of this crazy thing where I got a phone call at the end of the summer, you know, just being like, hey, by the way, you know, they're still looking for that part. And. Uh, they really want to test you. They want, which means like a screen test going in to see, you know, all the producers and everything for this final audition. And, um, and they were like, all right, so stand by for that. You know, we'll see what happens. And then the next day they called and they were like, okay, so they're still testing you, but you're not even going to, you don't even have to audition for them. They're just going to play the tape from months ago for these people and hmm. see if that works out. But I was like, okay, great. I definitely didn't get the part then. There's no way that's going to happen. And then they called me a week later, and they were like, hey, man, you're in screen. Yeah. <laughs> Which was honestly absolute madness. Now, did you know crazy. the audition was for Scream, or did, did they didn't mention that part? You did You did kind of know it was Scream. I think at the time they had, like, a different name for it, but you kind of could feel it. I mean, I had this whole monologue. I remember it was, it was very, like, breaking the fourth wall and, like, you know, talking about how you love horror so much and sometimes people can ruin it and, you know, it just makes you so mad. It was a pretty, it was a good time, man. And that was years ago by now. It's crazy. Yeah. So you, and you played Noah. Tell us a little bit about that character you played and how did you prepare for that? Yeah. Oh man. Well, you know, uh, yeah, I played Noah Foster. He, he was kind of the most fun because he, uh, he always was kind of the meta version, the part, the meta part of the show, you know, he's like, always talking about the rules of horror it was kind of the jamie kennedy yeah. of the of the tv show and you know like yeah he's uh no he's a nice guy he just he just cared about his friends he wanted to make sure no one died and everyone died around him you know all of his girlfriends died around him. <laughs> it was a pretty sad time yeah were you, were you a fan of the movies oh yeah yeah actually i remember the first screen being like the first kind of crazy r-rated horror movie that i went over to my friend eric's house and watched and you know my parents that was the funny thing is growing up my parents were pretty strict about the movies i could watch so i was always trying to sneak them you know from other places and i remember watching scream one and two back to back and it was like a revelation i was like how could movies be this crazy yeah it was uh, it was awesome <laughs> so um was that your first gig when you moved to la no well you know, when I moved to Los Angeles, I I had, like, had a couple guest starring parts on some shows. Like, there was this ABC show that I had a few lines on, and um, I actually got, 
I was in a, there was a pilot that I shot with this really great improviser, Rob Hubel, that was going to be on IFC and, and that got picked up and then, you know, didn't go in the end. And, you know, so there were a lot of like false starts and, but, uh, Scream was definitely the first thing that was like, you know, it, it really paid my rent, thank yeah. God, because <laughs> I was getting pretty close to, you know, the end of my money at now, that point. How long were you in, uh, in LA before you got a uh, Scream? You know, it was crazy. It really wasn't that long. It was maybe a little over a year before uh, the pilot happened. And then, you know, we you film the pilot and then you don't know if it's going to go. It was yeah. like maybe six more months before we, we found out we were filming the show the next year. And um, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. But, you know, my first gig ever <laughs> was this. Um, I don't even know why I bring it up, to be perfectly honest, but it's this movie called uh, Premature, um, which is about this kid who was reliving the same day over and over again, like Groundhog Day. Yeah. But yeah. it was like every time he prematurely came, he <laughs> restarted the day over. <laughs> um, and so that was like my first kind of entry into <laughs> movies. Yeah. And I'm sure my mom was so proud to see me masturbating a ton on camera, you know. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, so that's not bad that you were you were only in L.A. for that long. And, you know, you got to – you were on screen for how many seasons? How many – that was three seasons, I believe? For two seasons. Two seasons. Yeah, it was two seasons. They actually filmed a third season, I think, but with none of us in it. But I think, like, Tyga was the lead of the third season or something crazy like that. Yeah. But um, I don't know what ended up happening to that, mm -hmm. you know. How did it feel being on a show like that on MTV? Dude, it was cool, man. I mean, I, I have made, you know, the, the friends that are closest to me now are all through that show. And, you know, the, the cast really loved each other. I mean, that's what kind of happens when you go film. We filmed in Louisiana. We yeah. were in uh, we were in Baton Rouge the first season and then New Orleans the second. And, you know, when you're like, it's like summer camp. You're, you're over there and it's all you got is each other. And um, that was really fun. It also kind of felt like a reality show a little bit because, you know, we wouldn't get the scripts until well, sometimes right before we shot, you know, and sometimes there were some instances of, of people and actors being, you know, they would pick up the script and be like, oh, shit, I'm dying at the end of this. Like, no, yeah. one, <laughs> no one really told it. No one had time to tell them, you know, so there was kind of this weird feeling of like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next week, you know. Yeah. But um, it was cool, man. I mean, it's it was it was a pretty intense thing. I mean, MTV was a is a pretty crazy company to work for because there were just a lot of cooks in that kitchen at the time, you know. Yeah. Um, well, especially it, with the whole the, Teen Wolf and Jersey Shore was on, and oh yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, they yeah, we met some, the Teen Wolf guys one of the at one point at this MTV thing, and they those guys are hilarious, man. I mean, you could tell that they had been doing it for like six years, and they yeah. were like so in it, you know. But um, it was uh, it was a pretty crazy experience all around, yeah. you know. I'm I'm very grateful for that's, it. Yeah, it's good for you, man. So, uh, and now you're Thanks, on dude. Valley of the Boom on the National Geographic Channel. Tell us, uh, tell us first, tell us what the show's about, if the listeners don't already know. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty crazy show. This uh, it's kind of like a docu-series show hybrid where uh, it's about like the birth of the internet in the mid 90s you know it's kind of like about the time before when we didn't have any idea what the hell the internet was and then suddenly in just a few short years it's like everybody has this fever and they all moved to the silicon valley to try to start a new tech company and uh, the show is, is kind of like three different stories. And in my story, I play Mark Andreessen, who was the founder of Netscape, like the first internet browser that yeah. actually became a, a huge thing. 
And, uh, and then, you know, there's uh, two guys who play, uh, you know, the, the founders of the globe.com, which was like basically Facebook before Facebook ever became a thing. And, uh, and those, those guys are really great. Dakota Shapiro and Oliver Cooper. Um, and then the third story is like this guy, Michael Fain, Steve Zahn plays this guy who it, it's a real story about this guy who created this company, Pixelon, which was all about streaming video. It was like oh, wow. basically YouTube. Yeah, and, but the company <laughs> absolutely did not have the technology and he was lying to everybody. And this guy was actually a fugitive from the law in West Virginia and had moved to California and changed his name and dyed his hair and created this tech company out of nothing. And then it all like implodes around him. It's wow. crazy to see. <laughs> but the show, yeah, so the show kind of goes in between all those stories and it's, it's a unique mix of, you know, we're all doing these scenes and then uh, it'll cut to interviews with the real people actually involved and they'll like kind of back up what you're seeing and be like, yeah, this really happened, but this really didn't happen, you know, and it's a, it's a weird show. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of fun, man. So how did you prepare for that role? You know, it, it was crazy because before, before I got that show, I had never heard of Mark Andrews. And even though he's like so instrumental in, you know, everything we do now, and uh, and so I, I just did a ton of research on Mark. There's there's a lot of interesting books that are written about Netscape and um, but but he Mark Andreessen is is kind of an enigma because he's really private and he doesn't like talking about the past at all. Um, so I, a lot of my time was spent trying to get in touch with him, which I never ended up doing. But I um, you know I, I I made like a playlist of of classical music that I knew he liked to listen to and. Uh, you know, I, at one point before the show, I drove up to Palo Alto and tried to like, I, there was like a computer history museum there that I, I tried to go see. And really, I just tried to like get as deep into, um, like as, as deep as I could into the knowledge of all this tech, you know, yeah. and, and try to figure it out. That's great. But um, yeah, it was, it's, it was cool. It was the first time I had ever played anybody who was like a real person. And it's a lot of pressure, really, because you don't want to do anybody justice. But it kind of helps in the show that Mark, as a real guy, even back then, he was like 6'2 and like, you know, over 200 pounds and definitely not my body type because <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely smaller than that. And so it, it in a way, it kind of gives me leeway to just kind of do a little interpretation of him instead of making it like a, you know, an exact caricature or something. And yeah, it's a good people you worked with too. Steve Zahn and Lamorne Morris from New Girl. That's been fun working with those guys. Oh, it's amazing. I, I used to watch New Girl all the time yeah. in college, and it was so wild to be doing a show with them for a bit, man. I mean, yeah, that guy is brilliant. Steve Zahn is brilliant. I um, The guy I got to do scenes with most of the time was Bradley Whitford, who is like one of my favorite actors. He's just always been so solid, and I actually loved The West Wing growing up. So it was uh, it was all really kind of surreal to be honest yeah. you know working with some really incredible actors and i learned a ton you know it's it cool. just like an acting class the whole time yeah. you know do you have a favorite scene that you were in on the show yeah i don't know um there's a few you know there's it's it's cool because you know mark because mark was the only guy in the show who didn't do any actual interviews for the show I, he gave his blessing for the show but he he was like i don't want to be involved in any of this um, because he was like the only one who didn't do that. I got to kind of do him in the interview for a second. And there's this moment where 
you know, you hear off screen that like, he's like, you're not Mark Andreessen. And I, I, I'm like, Oh, right. Yeah. I'm John. And sorry about that. You know, this is all crazy. And that monologue is, I think one of my favorite things. I just think it's so weird and it shows how crazy Matthew Carnahan is who, who created the show. Yeah. He's just such a fucking crazy person. <laughs> and I love it. I thought it was so dope. <laughs> so you've been active for a few years now. Like, like what are, who are some of your influences in the acting world? I know you mentioned, uh, Whitford, who else? Uh, do you have anybody else that you look up to? Dude, Ethan Hawke, without a doubt, is one of my favorite actors ever. He's just been—I mean, growing up. That when we talk about movies that I was in love with as a kid, uh, the Before Sunrise trilogy, like Before Sunrise and Sunset and Midnight, those those three movies together are just honestly some of the most incredible filmmaking and acting that I've ever seen. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, Sam Rockwell is incredible. That guy, the way he dances and moves in every scene is incredible. Like, you know, any, any of these amazing guy actors who can just like, just relax and sit in a scene. They're so amazing. You know, um, one guy that I'm like obsessed with right now, because I just started watching this HBO show vice principles. I don't know if you've seen that yeah. it was Danny McBride. This guy, Walton Goggins, who plays alongside him, is so good. This dude. I mean, I, he's like my new favorite actor, I think. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd say those are the dudes, you know? Um, who would you like? Who do you wish that you want to work with someday? Damn. Oh, that's a, that's a pretty meaty question, man. <laughs> I mean, really, anybody. I mean, yeah. I, I, I would love to work with anybody. But, you know... Um, Man, I don't know. You know, it would be incredible to be able to do some scenes with like Timothy Chalamet or, or Lucas Hedges, you know, like these really amazing actors around my age who are just so connected and, and vulnerable. And, you know, that would be amazing. Really, I mean, honestly, God, if I could work with Al Pacino one of these days oh just before he retires <laughs> yeah. would be insane. I hear that guy is crazy, too, which I just love. I mean, Nick Cage, if I could work with Nick Cage, I would die happy. I would I would be done forever. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how you feel about Nicolas Cage, but I'm I kind mean, of on the side of him being, like, the best actor ever. When I was growing <laughs> up, I used to love watching his movies, you know, like, uh, what's the one with, uh, where they swap faces? Uh, what was that called there uh, with John Travolta? Oh, uh, Face Off. Yeah, Face Off <laughs> yeah. was great. Or the one that he's a gun, oh, man. or the other one where he's a gun dealer with his brother. I forgot the name. Oh, I can't can't remember. I have that movie on Blu-ray, too, and I can't remember the name of it. But it it was like... (laughs) Yeah, man. But it's a really good movie. I mean, he has his moments. He has his moments. I know. Look, I'm not saying that Nick Cage is... But you know what we got to say about Nick Cage, man, is that guy is trying to change the art form you know he is like you got to respect any actor who's trying to switch it up for and this is a very crazy you know it's a crazy profession so i i do respect anybody who tries to bring in like german expressionism into his work which he he says he tries to do which i totally believe and hey he almost (laughs) he was almost superman (laughs) he was almost superman i know i know that would have been amazing Oh my god, there's this insane video of him like that GQ did where he basically walks himself, he walks everybody through his thought process on like all of his characters, you know, and he goes for like, you know, his amazing role in Moonstruck, he'll talk about in the same breath as like Con Air. (laughs) It's amazing. I I don't know. You you gotta check it out. It's so crazy. So um, how do you try to improve your acting skills every day? 
Dude, that is a really good question, man. I, I read as much as I can. Um, I'm, it's a crazy thing. It, you, I, it, it's like very important to watch as many movies as you can, but it's also really easy to feel like you're the laziest piece of shit ever when you're just sitting around watching movies. But I've been trying really hard in the, in the past few years to just like really get a good film knowledge because you, you pick up so much from the actors who came before you. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, but you know, and, and honestly there's class, man. Like I'm, I'm going to be going to class again and it, it feels good to just, it's like, it's like a gym for actors. You know, you just go and pull out scenes and, you know, make a ton of mistakes and look really stupid. And it's amazing. It's the best. Well, so what kind of advice do you give to somebody that comes up to you and they tell you they want to get into the acting world? Oh man, just if you want to get into the acting world, you know, I would say read every play you can, watch every movie you can, and just, you know, go find a class. And, and if you're in school, go join the theater and, you know, just do it. It's it's the only way you get better is to just do it a ton and not let anybody tell you that it's not good. Because the more you act, the more you kind of hone your own expression and your own kind of instrument. And, you know, that that is every good actor. When you watch every good actor on screen, it's just because they're bringing out these, like, really unique parts of themselves that no one else has. Yeah. And um, and so if you focus on that and not about, like, getting famous, you will love it, you know, hopefully. Would you tell somebody to do the exact same thing you did? Just pack your bags and go? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I was lucky because I had, like, found a manager and, you know, there were a couple things that kind of positioned me to be confident about moving to L.A. Yeah. So maybe not every single person should quit school. I mean, because that's the thing. I miss school a lot. Uh, there, the two years that I didn't have in the musical theater program there, I mean, that's a lot of valuable class that I just won't ever really get. And even now, after working, I definitely still miss being in a program. So... If anybody's listening to this and they're in like an acting program, it is really amazing to stick it out because you learn so much. But sometimes, man, you just got to go for it. And exactly. if you feel it, you just got to do it, you know? So if you weren't an actor, what do you think you'd have been doing right now? Dude, that is a crazy, <laughs> that's a crazy question because it's something I think every actor thinks about at one point, you know, when, you know, there's no auditions happening or you left one and you're like, wow, I'm the worst actor that's ever lived, <laughs> which, which I'm starting to realize is a pretty universal feeling in every actor that no matter who you are, even if you're Meryl Streep, you have these moments where you're like, was any of that fucking good at all? Am I, <laughs> am I crazy here? But, um, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. What, wait, remind me what you were asking again? What are you saying here? Like, what would you, uh, if you weren't an actor, what do you think you would have been doing? Oh, right. Okay, I think about this. I think I would like to be a pilot. Okay. <laughs> have you ever flown a plane before? <laughs> have you taken I've lessons? never flown a plane before. <laughs> but I just, I just see, like, these pilots when you get off the plane, and they're always looking so cool. And they seem like, you know, you're going to all these different places. I don't know. So maybe maybe that or something. I also thought it'd be cool to teach. You know, I thought I thought teaching would be cool. Well, you mentioned the pilots. They always have like that serious face when they get off the plane. They have the little luggage and they're just going. They're not even like looking at anybody else. I know. I know. Except for when they're kind of flirting with the stewardesses, which I go. witnessed recently, and I was like, "Damn, that pilot! He's doing it!" I mean, that was a very pretty stewardess. I hope you guys fall in love. You know? It was really lovely. <laughs> So do you have, like, a dream role that you want to play someday? Oh, man. I would love to play um, some kind of crazy guy, honestly. Like, some kind of, um, you know, 
this is I guess I can say this now because the show's over. But for a brief moment in Scream, um, <laughs> the the showrunners this was in the first season. The showrunners like took me out to dinner one night, and they were like, "Hey, you know, John, um, you know, we've we've only got a few weeks left, and I just we wanted to let you know that you are the killer." And, you know, in, in the next few episodes, you, it will be revealed that you will be the killer. And I remember being so stoked. I was, like, really excited to be able to do this crazy thing. And then, you know, show totally didn't know what they were doing, really, and then switched it up the next week. And so then that didn't really end up happening. But I would love that. I think it would be so fun to play some kind of insane um, guy. I I actually did play like a rapist on Law and Order SVU, which was insane. So, you know, not really more rapists, but I'd like to play crazy people. I yeah. Guess. Hey, some people yeah. are like that. Some people, like you know, that. like some people want to do that. Would you do you see yourself doing comedy? Oh yeah. I mean I I would love to, man. I mean really it's anything that pays the rent I just would love to do. But I, I really love being able to to work on some kind of character that's way different from who I am. And that's, I mean, that's why this Valley of the Boom thing has been so incredible that they, they let me, you know, kind of transform into some weird dude. It was, um, it was very cool. So anything that can push me out of my own self, I, I love, I really love to gravitate to. What do you think has been your favorite role that you've uh, played so far in your career? Dude, well, it's kind of a toss up. I mean, Valley of the Boom, Mark, honestly, it, it was the coolest role to play ever because he's such an intelligent, I mean, he's so intelligent and, but also so closed off. And I, I really was fascinated with him and I, I admire that guy so much. So I, I think that might be my favorite, but, um, you know, my, my other favorite thing, honestly, it's a, it was a really small part, but I had this tiny part in that movie Ladybird. Okay. Um, and I, she in the in the movie, you know, searches around and joins the school musical, and I played like the other guy in the musical with like her and Lucas Hedges, and you know, I, I got to sing musical theater for a second. And um, there's this moment where she like finds out, uh, kind of a spoiler, but she finds out that like her her first boyfriend, her, Lucas, is gay because she's like kissing someone in the stall. And I was that guy that uh, they they were kissing that we were kissing in the stall, and that was actually crazy. I I thought it was like such a cool little thing to do, and I admire Greta Gerwig so much, man. She's just an incredible filmmaker. So I, um, that was a, that was pretty cool. I think that might be my my close second. Close second's my favorite. So now you've done you know you've done interviews and magazines and podcasts stuff like that. What's something you wish you got asked that nobody ever asked you in an interview? Oh man. Now that is a really good question as well. Damn. I, um, you're right. You do get kind of asked like the same things over and over again. Um, you know, I guess, I guess it'd be nice to be asked, you know, uh, uh, geez, I don't know. I mean, I feel like everybody kind of covers the bases pretty well. You know, I don't know. Do you, what's, what's like the craziest question you've ever asked? I, I use, a question that just like threw them way out off left field. I don't know. So one of the other questions I usually ask is like, "What is a fun fact about you that you want the listeners to know?" Or like some of what are some, oh, of, your, yeah. what are, like, some of your hobbies that you like to do outside of acting? 
Right, right. Yeah, which is, uh, <laughs> that's a hard question for me to answer because it's like, you know, basically like watch movies. I play the ukulele. That's, uh, oh, that's awesome. you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the ukulele. That happened because I um, had a bunch of crushes on girls and that's how it always starts. You know, like I need to, that's a good I need to play tool. you a tune. <laughs> You know, you would think, man, but um, it's not necessarily the sexiest instrument in the world to play. <laughs> but I love it, you know. Um, so I do that in my spare time. I hike a ton. I, I really have, like, fallen in love with, you know, any kind of nature. I, I When we were in Vancouver filming Valley of the Boom, that's when I got to just, like, really get into some of the most incredible wilderness I'd ever seen so since then, I've just been hiking any chance I get, and um, when things get too weird in this city, I always just have to get out of here, you know? Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. You just, you know, you leave and clear your head out. Yeah, totally, totally. Also, it's like, you know, I, I think I read somewhere Benedict Cumberbatch saying that when I was younger, and there was like a real brief moment. I still love that actor, but there was a brief moment where I was like, Benedict Cumberbatch is the greatest actor I've ever seen ever, and like, <laughs> it'll never get better than that. I was a I was a true Cumberbitch in that moment, you know, and... <laughs> I still I still love him very much, but yeah, he said that he liked to hike, so <laughs> that's where I got that from. Is there uh, any other upcoming projects that you want to share with the listeners that you got? You know, I just just stay tuned. You know, I uh, I don't really have anything set right now, but there's a few things kind of in the works, and we're we're hoping that something will come through soon. Uh, you know, Valley of the Boom, it's all out now, and it's I honestly th- I think it a lot better just binging you know it in like two two tries or something you know it's yeah it, it goes really well together so uh you know i hope everybody enjoys the show you know? right. and uh, lastly how can the listeners find you on social media oh okay yeah uh i have an instagram <laughs> it's a little embarrassing I, I really need to change this but my profile picture is like me still in high school i don't know why that's the case so please don't judge me if you go but it's uh my Instagram handle is Johnny underscore Karn, uh, K-A-R-N, which is awesome. I got to fix that. But anyway, yeah, that's my handle, Johnny underscore Karn. And then I think on Twitter, I'm on uh, at Johnny underscore K. So, All right. yeah, there we go. Is there anything else you want <laughs> yeah. to tell the listeners before we end this? Um, I don't know. You know, I, I hope everyone's doing well. You know, I hope everyone's chilling in the cave. I don't know. How you doing, man? I'm I mean, doing good, are you man. enjoying doing this show? That's oh, yeah. cool. It's what been... kind of music do you like to listen to? You know, I'm, I grew up in the '80s, so I just listened to '80s music. But more, dude, '80s not, music is amazing. But now I'm more into just you know listening to podcasts, listening to sports on the radio. You know, like oh yeah, I'm a dad, so it's hard to be listening to a lot of music. You know, right, right. Well, I, I, I you know, I've actually been having this thought actually. <laughs> how old are your kids if you mind me asking my daughter will be four in april and my son is 15 months old oh okay wow that's beautiful that's beautiful so they haven't yet started listening to like the pop of today because no, i no, realized no, no. like at some point when i'm a dad i'm gonna have to be like listening to like ariana grande over and over again you know yeah. so they, i was wondering if you were getting into that yet yeah. get used to it for a whole year in my house it was just trolls over and over and over <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah my sister just had her first baby actually and it's like the first baby in the family so we're all like you know obsessed with babies now we can't stop talking about it it's pretty amazing uh, in due time take, cool. take your time yeah please i mean not for, yeah not for me personally oh geez i have much to do much to do <laughs> all right Johnny, this was fun thanks for coming on the podcast yeah brother thanks for having me man 
Let me tell you all the story about a mighty company Rule the world of software up until 93 Then Bill Gates wanted Netscape dead So we called a faithful meeting, this is what he said Hey yo, before you keep on lying, let me make a point that up until this moment Netscape ran a joint. The idea of the net flew over Bill Gates' head. Andreessen Clark and Barksdale had the browser making bread. Netscape shows up with their brand of perspicacity. Blended oh so sweetly with unusual tenacity. While Gates and his crew show a paucity of gravity and a greed near depravity. Right or wrong cuz it doesn't really matter. When Gates bring out the hammer yo your kneecaps will shatter. Be it as it made his whole thing is a buzz Cause what Bill Gates did is called antitrust